poppin'. Welcome to R vs. Life. This is your boy, QC, your host. Alright, so this is a podcast, again, by artists, for artists, you know what I mean? And we're here to connect the dots between things that are typically considered non-art. You know what I mean? Art be impacting things out here, but a lot of people be sleeping on that impact. So we're here to just, you know, inform, inspire, and empower, you know, artists and, uh, you know, non-traditional collaborations. <clears throat> so... You know, and basically it just comes down to here's another reason I be doing this. It's like boom. Um, I be talking to I be meeting a lot of interesting people who be doing a lot of impactful stuff. You feel me? So I feel I start to feel selfish after a while, after like the the certain types of insight that be coming out of it, and I'm like, nah, son, there's so many people that would learn or be inspired from this conversation. You gotta figure out a way to kinda share this. So, you know, that's how we just that's how we end up where we are now, our versus life. You feel me? All right, welcome, welcome to my living room, goddammit. Um, and another point to it is like, listen, man, it's like, uh, you know, is you know, we we all we in the city, we meet a lot of people, we all busy, we all on the grind. It's hard to really keep up, but we want to find a way to keep everybody updated so we all can somehow be on the same page. So this is another effort for that that happens. All right, so boom. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to put in there. Yo, this interview that I got for y'all is going to be tight wavy, tight wavy. Shout out to Amber Peters. Uh, founder of Miss P. Uh, she basically, uh, you know, used to be a teacher, college counselor, the, and she taught like every subject and all of that. And she was just talking about what it was like trying to do that as like a sister from Harlem, from the Bronx, actually. Um, and her experience as a student versus her experience as a teacher and the problems that she saw with the system. And so how she tried to make that, she tried to make a change from the inside, and she she came across certain kinds of resistance. So she said, "F it." Went to go do her own route, an entrepreneurial route, and wound up to being like an information curator, starting an app, you know, web services to pretty much kind of teach you and help you, assist you in keeping track of all your resources and documentation and all of that stuff and appointments in one source while you're going about this college thing. A lot of people start thinking that that college thing is a game. It ain't. You feel me? Like, applying for like for a college and getting the whole process of getting in there, it's a pretty dense uh, process. Then being prepared for the type of you know, like what kind of system it is and what kind of expectations that that they have and just having like a routine for all of that. That's not something that you just wing and think, you know what I'm saying? You got to prepare yourself for that. So if you don't got the right preparation, if you do get in successfully to finish, like if you get through the process successfully, getting through the whole process as a graduate, that's a whole nother process, you feel me? So a lot of people end up falling off you know what I'm saying Before they even really get the get that degree or whatnot So she's here to try to prevent that from happening With a special focus on disenfranchised people So shout out to her It's a really dope conversation man Um, Real quick I gotta do a couple of shout outs You know what I'm saying Yo shout out to uh, Secret Loft uh, Secret Loft is an event uh, Is basically an event uh, And culture entity in New York City um, So they be throwing like dope parties Dope events Different types of events It's hard to really even Put it into one category. They the the people who own it they throw events, but they also have people come in and do events every now and then. Um, they host a monthly hip hop workshop, which I also host. So it's basically like if you rap, if you MC or something like that, you come through. We have an open mic portion, and then we have like a featured artist uh, portion. But but the thing about it is at the, the the featured performers. First of all, whether you're an MC, you can come up there and do your tracks or rap. Uh, but if you're a producer, you can just get up there, talk about your beats, play your beats. And then after that feature performer goes on, I interview them live on stage. And that audio will be put on this podcast, which, you know, is going to be coming in the near future. Um, 
Yeah, man. So shout out to shout out to the Secret Love team. Everybody running that. It's a really dope thing. Uh, check it out. We're gonna put the link in there. Uh, fun fact. Uh, so as far as RSVPing, you can only do it online. You know, you only get the exact address. It's in Greenwich Village, but you only get the exact address after you RSVP online. But the first forty tickets are free. So come through. Very cheap drinks. Great vibe, you know what I mean? It's type of stuff you rarely find in Manhattan. Like, just how how cool and laid back it is, but it can still get popping too. And it's like, it doesn't feel all snobby, which is what Manhattan's seem to have created, like, a reputation for itself of being, which everybody doesn't really like. Um, so, yeah, so this that. Holler either for the event or if you want to do an event there, holler at the team. Um, also, last shout-out before we get into the... The interview. Shout out to the uh, Lit Network, L I T Network, uh, ran by some amazing women that I met. I I ended up just randomly DJing for them one time, and then they actually it's a professional network for women of color. And so what they have is a bunch of resources, trainings, information. They encourage mentorship and have these kinds of exclusive events and whatnot to support women that are you know that you know it could be a a form of like you know unity people that could like if you as a woman of color you could have somebody that whether they're early, either somebody later down the path you're trying to go on, like they're, you know, older women or further down the career path you're trying to go on, or they're youthful and inspiring in a generation that you're not really a part of, y'all can all share the same space. Or even if y'all kind of completely relate, y'all can just have that space for solidarity, sharing insights and whatnot. I've been getting to learn about them, and I think it's really dope. I'm actually going to be moderating a panel for them February 5th in the NYU building. The information for that is going to be uh, in the description for the episode as well. So, yeah, definitely shout out to the Lit Network. It's freaking dope. Shout out to Funky Love Empire, who I met uh, met them through. Uh, it's definitely, we're going to have an interview from, Funky, from Lit Network people and the Funky uh, Funky Love Empire people. Uh, shout out to everybody who showed love to that Secret Loft uh, interview. You, you got to figure out how they run it, how they came about, and what it's like doing what they do. Um, but, yeah, man, so we're going to get right into this interview. Amber Peters, father of Miss P or whatnot. Enjoy. Welcome to Hours of Life. Listening to your boy, Quentin Counts, a.k.a. QC. With me, I got Amber Peters. Yay. Founder of Miss P. Post-secondary success consulting LLC. Don't worry, the name won't get shortened. There you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's why it's good to have you here. See, I would just be like promoting people that do cool stuff. But see, I would botch it up like that. You know what I'm saying? So but you didn't. You're here. You asked. To finish the thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? How you doing, fam? You good? I'm great. It's hot, though. Jesus. Word. Summertime. Facts. <laughs> Word. And you, you know what I'm saying? And you happen to have on a black t-shirt in addition uh, okay, to that. Okay, so, listen. All right. Don't be talking about a black t-shirt. First of all, this is marketing. If you noticed, it has my name on it. So, That's oh, fire. well. I had, this is called sacrifice. I had to sacrifice myself in the heat. I feel you. To make sure I promote, okay? I hear that. Well, so... <laughs> First of all, we're going to circle back to it, but like, how can somebody get one of them teas, though? What if I wanted one of them teas? Okay, so that's coming. It's in the works. I got a lot of stuff in the works, so you just got to wait on it. It's coming. I dig it. It's coming. It's coming. So, boom. All right. So, there's a me and you, first time we met, we had a conversation about a lot of work that you do, and you had some interesting stories working with, you know, young adults about education and how life sometimes can impact that getting away with it and you was sharing some things with me about how people can really have a lot of obstacles stacked up against them and that kind of that really had me emotional you know and then 
So that helped me know I'm like, all right, I wanna, I wanna keep in touch because you're doing some great work there and some great insight there. Thank you. And then I hear about the Miss P thing, post secondary thing. So if you want, can you tell me a little bit about that line of work you do, and then a little bit about what the Miss P situation is? Either okay. or. I'll tell both, because okay. I mean, I guess one leads to the other. Right. So I started teaching formally in 2008. 2008. 2008, and that I- was the movement. I loved it and hated it at the same time. It was an interesting experience. You watch TV, you see what teaching is like, and you get in the classroom, and it's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. um, that first year, like, damn near broke me. I had, like, kids that was, like, 18 in the eighth grade. Dead serious. Like, 18 in the eighth grade, I had 17-year-olds coming from juvie. Like, Ooh. first experience in a school I've never taught before. Like, I worked with young people before that, but I've never actively taught anybody anything. Right. <laughs> Um, before that experience, so it was just like, wow, you throw me in with the wolves. What like, subject were you teaching by the I taught everything. Anything you could think of, I taught. Word? Anything you could think of, I taught. Anything you could so, think of, I taught. <laughs> Which so is crazy, like, but it, it, this so is how schools work nowadays. You were the value pack. Pretty much. I heard about that first year thing as a teacher. <laughs> they could make or break you. <laughs> Let's just say four years in, I decided like, that's, yeah, we good. <laughs> we are good. I don't know about this formal experience anymore. Right, like right. we, we are all the way good. It was just, you know, it was, you. it was crazy. It was crazy. It was like, um, so what you want me to do with these kids? Because they can't read. They can barely write. Um, y'all had them since sixth grade, mm. and they have no skills. So mm. what do you expect me, a first year inexperienced teacher, to do with these kids? And it was just like, wow. And every year it just got worse. Every year it got worse. Um, the second year I was there, um, they moved me. So I was doing a split of math and science, and they moved me to being with all subjects for eighth grade the next year. My kids were great. The school, mm, okay, yeah. So, I mean, the school was not. It like that. I don't think the school was um, for me. Um, it wasn't terrible if they had gotten it all the way together, but they right. didn't know. I'm a special education teacher, and they didn't know what to do with me. So, people tried to make me feel like furniture, for the most part. So, you're going to be over here now? Yeah, I'm going to move you over here. here. Can you go with these over here? It was like, you know, I felt like decoration. I didn't feel like I had purpose in that, in, mm. in that setting. So, I was just like, okay. They gave me an opportunity to teach a dance class, which ended up being amazing. Like, because the dance class allowed me to have more intimate conversations. Mm, and yeah. I could have real talk. You can't right. say nothing to me because there's no real curriculum for this right. class. So there's nothing that you can't tell me I can't do in this right, class. Right. Um, so it was Shout it was fun. Art. Right. Do once again. It was fun. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but then uh, I'm a licensed teacher. I start to get known as the dance teacher. You took away all the other stuff that I'm very good at that you never saw me do and relegated me as being this dance teacher, and that's all I know how to do. So that's what I was known for. Um, the last year, it became a little bit much, like I was definitely targeted. Um, most of the special education teachers on the staff were targeted. It was really scary that year, really scary that targeted? year. Targeted? Yeah, like I mean, we came in together, almost all of us before June, where like the time was up. Um, I had one young lady that um, I'm still very close with, 
Her name is Sterling Clinton Spellman, and she's doing amazing now. Yeah. But, you know, I guess those are the things that helped her to get to that amazing, right? right? But, you know, they had did some stuff to her, and, you know, they were threatening her license and all kinds of stuff. So I'm sitting here like, it's just a matter of time before they get to me. What does that landscape look like for <laughs> <laughs> And this is why we're here. Because <laughs> there's things like this that people need to know about. Yeah, it's... So I'm also going to give you a moment to pause and be like, you decide how, if you're okay with the setting, as far as, in, you know... Yeah, I mean... I'm the, I'm gonna keep it PC because I've I've never I've never really said much of anything and you know um, I want to make sure that people understand that my experience is my experience. This does not happen in every school, right? Right? Um, doesn't happen to everybody, right? Um, I think at that point it was just there was a lot going on um, and people really just didn't understand what we did. So for us, when we got our training we had a different idea of what special education looked like. We knew that a lot of it had to do with remediation. We weren't able to do that. So our kids were still expected to meet a standard, but how? Right. Like how? So it was just like, you know, I need you to understand that my job as a special educator, I'm supposed to be helping these kids, but you're not allowing me to do my job well. And it just became a... I don't care about this no more. Like, not that I didn't care about my kids. I loved my kids. Right. And I would show up just for my kids. I was falling apart. I was right. depressed. I was mm. sick. I was 180-something pounds. And, like, I would show up for them when I could because I was, yeah, I was super ill. I was super sick. And it was just like, what the heck is going on? This job is going to kill me. Right. So I had to make decisions for myself. And, you know, there were some things that happened, some threats that were made. And I ended up moving to another school. Went to a charter school. Very different experience. Right. They had their stuff more together, but it was it was an interesting place to be. Yeah. Where a lot of people weren't very savvy, but they're supposed to be teaching you your job. Mm. So it was just like, how are you my boss and you never been in a special education setting, but you're mm. coaching me on special education. And then that I worked. Like yeah, and then I worked with people who didn't value me, like the black girl. This black girl. Case the point. Right. First day I walk in there, um, we had you know like they got the orientation and all that other stuff. There was a gentleman, and I will never forget. He had never taught before. I'm now. That would have been my fourth year. He asked me if I was qualified to teach the content area of math. You just started two months. You had one month of training, and you fixed your lips to ask me if I was qualified. And I was like, "What? Who, who are you talking to?" And I was like, "Excuse oh, me." Till we done. Right? Like, you talking to me? And he's like, "Well, yeah." And I was just like, "Oh, I see what that is." Clearly, I already knew what that was. You know, white guy, straight out the army. Um, never been around brown folks um, like that and this is your first experience teaching the underprivileged children you came to save oh, this, you this, know? the whole context sounds like a headache right then I worked with another one that was pretty much the same and you know she got mad because listen I, I build relationships very well with children Right. they love me Okay. Right. I love the kids they love me that's right. how it works she couldn't understand that she thought 
I was purposely making the kids disrespect her. Meanwhile, I would go to bat for her in front of the class because I'm all about the United Front. Right. We right. teach together because right. um, not a special education classroom is our two teacher classrooms. So we have to work together. Right, right. I'm not going to let anybody disrespect you. And right. I tell them right in front of you. That's right, as the unit. Right. I check it right at the door. You go behind my back and go tell the principal all kind of stuff. And now you make it awkward. And oh. I'm talking about shading me in front of the kids. Calling me all kinds of crazy stuff in front of the kids. And the kids like, miss. I know you from the hood, so what you going to do about this? I feel this? you. I feel you. And I'm you. like, listen, this is not how you handle things, and I have to be the voice of reason. But in my head, I'm like, I will punch you in your throat. You're already putting calls all <laughs> right, over. Like, all over. Clothes. All over. And I'm just like, Bro, who is this chick? Like, is she serious? She serious? So it was just like those type of experiences. I was like, I never want to have those experiences ever again. Yeah, that I took sounds a job. traumatizing. Yeah, I took a job. After that, I was like, I don't care if they don't pay me a dime. I'm going to work yeah. somewhere yeah. where they value me. Oh, man. And that was the beginning of all of this because that I, I used to work. Shout out to GWYBC in the Heights. Yeah, they that? like really what is that? It's a um young adult borough center program. So students who are seventeen to twenty one, uh overage, undercredited students will go there and finish up their education. Dope. So a lot of times, you know, you come in there with thirty credits and you know, you're maybe two years past your graduation date. Yeah. They will help you to pass your exams and take your classes and then you get support from right. you know the other staff that's there so it was a great experience mm-hmm. they threw me the ball every time like here don't take that there take that go. shot take that shot right right you had to go on for the layup pretty much and the last year i was there i remember talking to a gentleman and i was you know uh, i pitched an idea to him from new visions for public schools and i just I was like, listen, um, honestly, you know, I know that I don't have much longer here. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about, like, how do you get into programming and stuff like that. Right. Like, I really have some ideas around, you know, making programs like this more robust. What can right. I do? Mm. And he was so excited, but, you know, people be playing games. You supposed to give me the phone number. You didn't give me the phone number. I gave you, I gave my card to so and so. Get it from so and so, and then so and so don't give you the card. And I was just like, listen, mm. I will figure it out. Right. I will figure it out. And the next year, Miss P was born. Word. Pretty much how it happened. I was just tired. Yeah. I was tired. I was like, listen, the stuff doesn't work. It's terrible for everybody that's involved. You got people who are in places of power that's abusing it you have kids that are not learning and i was just like what can i do i have to be able to do something i can't sit here and watch because i felt like i was a part of the problem for a lot of years so Mm. i was like i'm good i hear you yo and (laughs) and like and because like because i'm straight from the hood from Harlem or whatever but i managed to like to escape the the typical route that was mapped out for me and like dance around the for-profit and non-profit sectors, entrepreneurial sectors, where I'm trying to challenge what's possible. Right. And I keep hitting those kinds of walls mm-hmm. where it's like the system already is already kind of like... Yeah. So whatever you can are able to pull off with whatever professional accomplishments or accolades, you got the social dynamics mm-hmm. 
and the emotional weight of all of this stuff mm-hmm. and the, the trauma involved that's right there with it right you know so it, that and it's almost a blessing in disguise because it's an opportunity for people like you and me also you know all of us to put the stake in the put the flag in the ground yep. on the entrepreneurial route or building something of our own from scratch yep. it's gonna be bumpy it is it's already bumpy bumpy as hell <laughs> I can, oh, and you're dealing with edu- education so i so can't even imagine yeah. how you can set that up to even survive <laughs> like it's as far hard, as a person like bills getting paid and no all see that. this is the thing people don't think education is cool right i want to i want to kind of like take that back like mm. And I think once people realize like how important education is and how cool it is, when you actually get it, it could be very lucrative. There's this lady I follow um, and her business is an education-based business. Of course, she works with more affluent students, but her her business is like a $2.4 million business. You know? So, like, it's possible, you know, to really like do what you love and get compensated well for it because that's important like nonprofit I love all the organizations I work for right I love the organization I work for now right but I'm broke right and I want if I'm going to lead the you know the charge in telling students like when you are planning for your future you want to make sure that you are you know good financially right. I have to be able to do that as well so I can talk and walk the walk and talk the talk right. I can't do that right now right. so like entrepreneurship is where it's at for me right now yeah it, it has to happen mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. <laughs> well so shout out to you yo and uh, I was recently talking to a dude uh, Trevor Cassaberry Consulting he mm-hmm. teaches like LLC stuff he's a dude from, from the Bronx and it started off just being around people who you like man he came across a certain kinds of knowledge and he's like, man, if they knew what was possible, that changed everything. So it went from him right. dogging his friends about like things that they could be doing to smarten up to everybody around him being mm-hmm. in the LLC game, being in the business game to him starting his consulting and it's kind of like culturally, I think that's something we can adapt more. I also think that as far as artists and curators and producers, people in the media need to be working more with people like you because there's a lot of cultural framing that we can do to help make all this stuff work as far as mm-hmm. people making it cool to learn again because it's yeah. a cultural thing. It is. And we know, you know, because I, I was that girl. I, I know for I know for a fact, like, right. I used to love school and I low-key always loved school. Right. But I, at some point, school stopped loving me. That's how I felt. Give me some. I was about to chime in that next. Go ahead. That's 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 how I felt. It was yeah. like you know I was that kid. I was very smart, mm-hmm. full of promise. You know, all my teachers talking all this great stuff about me. And somewhere around middle school is when it kind of fell off for me. Mm-hmm. In middle school, I was just like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want to mm-hmm. come here, but I have to because I don't have no choice. I have crazy West Indian family, and mm-hmm. yeah, I can't I can't afford to be oh, yeah, cutting yeah, up. Yeah, and you West Indian too. You ain't yeah. None West Indian and raised in the church the church I went to was in the neighborhood of the school I went to so there was no possible way of me being like oh I'm gonna cut right I ain't come to school somebody gonna see me so it was just like you know I just went and I was there and I remember seventh grade Mr. Burke I will never forget him if anybody finds this me a number please let me know Mr. Burke um pulled me aside seventh grade in the seventh grade year I was mad at him though 
because he took my arts away from me because I really wanted to dance. Mm. But he said, you are so smart. And, you know, I see what you can do in this classroom. And he was like, you may not realize what you can do, but mm. I'm going to push you. Mm. And he put me in the accelerated program. So all my other friends were in the accelerated program. I was just in the regular education program. And so you so you, you also ran with smart kids. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, listen, first of all, you know who my family is. I can't be doing mm, I got to pick them wisely. But everybody was in, you know, the smart classes, but they also had, like, a bunch of stuff to do, and I was lazy right. by that point. At that point, I was lazy, and I right. was like, I ain't trying to do all that extra work. Y'all right. got extra math, and all, mm, I'm good. And then he was like, no, I'm putting you in professions and careers, and you are going to have to figure it out. And mm. I was upset at him because we had two math classes. I was taking Regents Level Everything, I was scared to death because I was like, what did this man see in me? Because I am struggling. My mom would come to school and talk to the teacher. She talks so much and she's not doing what she got to do and all that other stuff. And I was afraid of the work. I ain't going to lie. I was terrified of the work. My friends were in this accelerated program since sixth grade, so they knew what it was. Right, right. So now I'm sitting here like, oh, this is what real world look like? Oh, right. no. And they knew how to right. chop it up with you and then get back to the program. Right. You were like, wow, why I didn't know how to do that. Yeah, I didn't know how to do that. And I was, mm. I was, I was sad. I was sad. And somehow I passed my math regions and I remember my teacher looking at me. He's like, I don't know how you did it. He was like, I had my eye on you the whole class because he, he knew I was going to cheat. <laughs> he knew I was going to cheat because I didn't do good the whole semester. So he knew I was going to cheat. He's like, I kept my eye on you the whole time. I do not know how you pulled this off. And like, he had the paper <laughs> close to him. He gives me the paper, and he's like, you got a 76. And he was just shocked. And I'm like, why are you so shocked? I was like, what? Right. And now, you know. Because it's like I'm lazy, but I ain't stupid. I ain't stupid. I never told you I was dumb. I said I didn't want to do it. That's a different right. story. <laughs> right. So when I got to high school, you know, I was like, Crushing them, and that's when they dropped me. Ooh. That's what that's what that's what happened. So I went in with credits from high school. I was ahead of the game. I get there, the the school I picked, I went based on friends. Mm. This is why I tell people do your research, look at the fine print. This is this, people don't understand that that's the reason why I am <laughs> I'm right. like this right now. I did not do my research. I ended up. All the way in the Bronx, so Mercy College is now there in the Bronx, just Pelham, Pelham Bay. Um, that's where my school was. They were about to be shut down. I had no clue because I didn't do my research. It was gang infested, like all the, all the gangs you could think of was in one school. I said, <laughs> "Mommy." <laughs> But you know, I toughed it out. How I many ass whoopings did you witness? I, how many <laughs> ass whoopings did I almost get? Let's, <laughs> let's go there. Right. I remember it's Jenna. Like a job. It's not a good job. Jenna. <laughs> I remember her. She's super dope, though. I told my friend. So this is what happened. I'll never forget. I was in the hallway, going to class or whatever. I bumped Jenna. Jenna was like, and I'm probably exaggerating. <laughs> she was like 6'5", 250. <laughs> she was like a grown man. Warren Sapp. A grown man, but a beautiful lady at the same time. It was mm, mad weird. I was awful. like, whoa. Terrifying mix. Right. So I'm sitting here like, I bumped her. Oh, God. Ooh. Yo, 
Don't touch me no more. Matter of fact, meet me outside at 3 o'clock. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. She's going to kill me. She's going to eat That's me. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. <laughs> that last period, oh, my gosh. I was sweating. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to just take this boat with him. Whatever. Right. So I went outside, and I would never forget there was a young lady, Nicosa Barrett. Shout out to her. I told her I told her this story this year, and she she's still in shock. Like, really? That happened? I remember we were walking up the block, and uh, first of all, there was going to be another fight that wasn't going to be me. Oh, double book. It was uh, yeah. Her <laughs> other friend that was a bully, Melody, who like we ended up being cool at the end of the semester, which is funny. That's how it be. Um. She was about to beat my other friend up. So I'm sitting here like, Lord, he's just about to be some two butt whoop girls. I don't fight. I never fought before, honestly. Oh. Like, I fought, like, I fight my little cousins and stuff like that. Like, they're right. all boys. Right, right. Because, you know, they be trying to try me. Right, right. But you, you gotta, I've never had, like, a... You can like be a, rough with them because they're boys. Right. But I never had a real fist to cuffs right. battle. You can actually bump your head on the curb Right. So I'm sitting here like, oh, my God. So I was telling my friend, I'm walking up the block, and she's like, yo, you all right? And I'm like, nah, that girl right there said she's going to beat me up. I'm trying to avoid her. And she was like, she tapped her like, yo, Jenna, that's my cousin. Don't touch her. And that was it. I was like, Jesus, look at God. Hallelujah, I'll be in church on Sunday. Thank you, Father. I was about to listen, okay? I was about to have a shout. Don't touch her. That's all she had to say. And I was like, that was it? You serious? Oh, my God. That was it. That was it. She saved my life that day. Oh, she shoot. saved my life that day. But that school like jacked me up. Like they jacked me up. I came in ahead of the game. I ended up leaving behind. Mm. I went to another high school. They also like messed me up. I love my school. Health opportunity. Shout out to y'all. But y'all played me. Mm. Um, y'all played me on my credits. Mm. Y'all played me on my credits because I came in and I had took whatever classes. But the way they had it set up was that you can't take one before the other. So in one. Uh, the first part of the year, they didn't have the course that I needed, so I had to wait until the following year. But instead, what they did was they added the class after that, before. So I was taking five before I was taking four. I was jacked up, failed the regents, and I ended up not wow. graduating on time. I ended up not graduating on time. Twelfth grade year came, I was in crocodile tears while everybody was walking across the stage. So. This, this work is very personal to me. Very personal to me. Because I'm like, nah, this is not happening to another kid. This, we not right, we're not going to do that. We're not going to let this happen to anybody else's child. So all this is like personal investment. This is all like, I'm not going to let you go through what I went through. If right. I can help you to avoid as many hardships as possible, that is what Because that's I'm a here big for. piece of it, yo. You know, there's a lot of things about the system that unfortunately a lot of our youth and even parents aren't aware of or don't have the capacity to look mm-hmm. into because they're already barely making it day to day. Yep. Not just financially, mm-hmm. but emotionally, emotionally, psychologically. Psychologically, or the whole thing. Like, a lot of people, I, I, feel, I feel for parents, which is why, like, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that, um, I'm doing and a lot of stuff that I will do going forward would be like a lot of technology based right you can't tell me you know you wouldn't know you gotta act for that there's gonna be webinars there's gonna be online workshops so like if you miss the one at your your child's school you at least have a backup that's dope you know like 
and I and I always thought about that. And you know, I be pitching it to like places, and they be looking at me like I'm dumb. The last year of my life, I, I didn't gave him everything. I gave him stuff that people needed to pay for. Mm. I put that much work in it, and like people was just like, "Nah, Ooh. well." Was I was it, like, was "This is gonna make your life better." And it was from people that was in the system. Yeah, and it's like you know, and then you know, people who are not necessarily as savvy as me when it comes to the college stuff and things like that. I'm giving you a way that we all win. And they was like, nah, son. So I was like, you know what? You don't want it? Guess what? I'm a seller. Because <laughs> I right. gave it to you for free. So you try to work with it with uh, institutions or Yeah, so I was, I was, I've been a college counselor for the last four years. Really? So, yeah. The place I was working at before, I was like, yeah, we good. The experience could have been better. But, you know, it's like I, I think it's, it's this thing about... The stigma of being a black woman and being a smart black woman, not just mm. any black woman, being an intelligent black woman, being a black woman who is not afraid to go to bat for herself, being a black woman that is not afraid to advocate for her kids. Mm. Like, there's, you know, a stigma attached to that. They want robots. That's how I feel. Mm. Like, I, that's how I feel about a lot of things. They just want, want you to be there so they can say, right. diverse. Right. We, we have somebody doing that. Like, you you don't know who you got like you know and I'm 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 realizing that there were some things that I could have did differently. There's a lot of things I could have did differently in that situation because at the end of the day, um, I let my emotions get the best of me. And um, it, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. People don't realize like you know like the the, the face the, the the mask we have to wear is black mm. people. You know, you can't yeah, get angry. You can't be upset. You can't have any type of emotion like you just mm. can't and the minute you do you're labeled as the angry black mm. woman you're labeled as aggressive and they don't and even realize that their relationship to the situation is completely different from yours mm-hmm. so they expect you to have this stoic monotone mm-hmm. vibe about it but it's like it's way deeper for you than it ever will be for them right and then when you're trying to sell them you know especially going back to the uh, because I wasn't there for the nuance. I don't know the nuances. Of, I'm just going to take a guess and be like, you're talking to people who haven't, can't relate to your background at all. Mm-hmm. And who probably don't have firsthand experience with what the implications are when people don't have these resources. Right. And who are completely comfortable and okay with the status quo as it is. Mm-hmm. That's infuriating. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yep. Like, and it is scary because you, you. Especially when they're in charge of. What your people get in academic in Thank academia. You. Thank <laughs> you. It's like you have you have to look beyond all that. Like, cause I think what happens is people. I work hard. Let's let's let let's let's be clear. Right. When people see me, if you see me on the train, I am working. Right. You see me on any anywhere you see me. I go to the bathroom. I'm walking to the bathroom with my phone because I'm typing something. You know, like I'm always working, I'm always researching, I'm always doing Basically what I need West to Indian. do. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I just don't have ten jobs. Right, right. <laughs> only, only eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lazy just about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lazy. lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy. But yeah, like people don't realize like how much work I really put into it, and it's just like these hurt feelings about. Mm. You know, you 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 see people's insecurities rise when they're around somebody who's great. 
Mm. That that's bothersome to me because I'm like, we can all shine. At the end of the day, we're a team. Right. Like regardless of what we get judged together, because when these kids go off to college and those numbers come back, mm. they're not gonna be like, "Oh, you did something, you did something, you did something." It's a team effort. Right. The school has a, whatever the clearinghouse or whatever. The school gets judged. It's not a person by person thing. So it's like, let go of all that hurt feeling. Leave it. Leave it alone. Like. Right. Let it go, because it's not that serious. Like, we're here to do a job. Let's do the job and keep it moving. Like, that's how I felt. And then after a while, it was just like, you know, I was asking for help because I was very vocal. Mm. I don't like how they're treating me over there. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they treat me like this. I don't get it. And, you know, I was doing great in the beginning. I ain't going to lie. I was doing great in the beginning. And then somewhere in the middle of the year, I fell off. My kids always got what they needed. I totally feel you. My kids was always taken care of. But when it came to, like, oh, we want to meet for this and that, I have no interest because you've been Mm. treating me like crap since I've been here. Mm. So we'll be meeting about now. We'll be powwowing about. What you need from me. Right. Like, we'll be powwowing about now. So it was just like, you know, it became that kind of atmosphere. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I gotta get out. I was like, because you know, at the end of the day, if it was somebody else, right? Because for some reason, you know, I feel like men kind of have it a little different. Like women, they, we're always known as the emotional creatures. And I ain't going for it. I was the emotional creature in that situation. Because I was just like, I don't, un- I'm like, I don't understand. I'm giving you my best. Like, why is that not enough? Right. Right? Why are you so insecure? Because I'm doing. What I was, what you asked me to do was this. Right. I'm doing what I got to do. You telling me no. Right. And then when I stop doing, then it's like, oh, we want to have a meeting about you, without you. It's like, oh, what? that's the most disrespectful thing. So disrespectful. Like, talk to me. Like, you're with me at least, almost every day. Have a conversation with me. At least have a separate meeting with you. Something. It only me find out you have meetings about. Right. Like, it was just like it was very messy, and I'm just I'm not, not even about getting my that side life. of the story. Yeah. You're not even interested in my side of the story. No. So what is that? What no. are you saying about how you feel about my exactly my thoughts and opinions and stuff? Exactly. My input in general, exactly. my character. What does that say? And that's the that's the hard part. And you know, it became very, very, very. I'm sorry, difficult. I'm getting triggered just hearing the story. No, right it's, I mean, but it's, it's a real thing because you know, for for a while, and you know, uh, shout out to my vision board girls. I was like, I don't know, is it me? I was like, you know, I know I did some things in the situation that wasn't positive just because of how I was feeling, I was like, but you know, it, it gets bothersome when you're in a position like that and you can't do what you want to do. Like, yeah. the only thing I want to do is serve people. Right. And make sure they get what they need and that they don't have to go through any, like, craziness to get there. Right. That is the only thing. I don't have no other purpose in this world but that. Mm-hmm. But when you stop me from doing what I need to do, that is... It, it brings up conflict for me and they don't understand that part because it's i'm like it's bigger than that and they, they that's the first thing they would say is that oh she's smart <laughs> right she's very smart she knows what she's talking about so right. if you, then let me do what let i gotta do, do what i do right what, what's the problem <laughs> but it was just like you know it, it became for me i i saw that it it had to be like some kind of either hurt feeling some type of insecurity um, I don't want your job. You ain't got to right. worry about that. Word. Trust me. I'm Word. already working on, like, because at that point, yeah, I was already doing strategy. I was like, right. <laughs> I was like, I'm already with the next step, boy. So you keep this. 
But I do want to make sure that you guys are set up. That's all I wanted. And it was not happening. So now I turned all of those things into products. Ayo, ayo, ayo. Quick commercial break. You feel me? Not really commercial, but you know, you know these interviews be long or whatnot, and we want people to also get some good music while they at it. So uh, we got like a nice little feature for y'all, a artist that I admire a lot from. Uh, actually, I don't know where he from, but his name is uh, Simba Lives Long. I know it sounds it sounds interesting, right? He's very different, uh, very interesting fellow. I gotta preface this, but you know about you know if you check out his video, you gonna see this dude garbed up. All that on some like, you know, straight up African flow. I love it. And he ain't able to, first of all, he in his music video with lions and all that. It's crazy. It's dumb funny. Uh, but I gotta tell you how I met this cat. Um, but I'm gonna tell you after you hear the song. All right, so this is WIA by Simba Live Long. In my jeans, no yo denim. Some people try to rock it, but the clothes don't fit them. Pool full of sharks, tell them don't go swimming. Let them bask in the glory of the flow, don't let them drown. I spit up, cold like winter. I'm trying to hit the mother, let me go in November. Bask in the glory of your foes, never get you I've been switching up the temperature, they telling me to send it down. I change, watch it all. I change all the time. Cold like winter, I'm trying to 
y'all enjoyed that. That was WIA by Simba Lives Long. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy how, like, if you... I don't know about y'all, but I got to give you my insight how I first met him and my, you know, at, you know what my impressions of him. So I met him first in person, right? Uh, so it's easy to look at him and be like, oh, this is going to be a gimmick. Oh, it's not a gimmick. Or be like, oh, he... He seemed like some dude that randomly happened to rap, but he's actually he's actually actually MC like you know what I'm saying like there's, like there's a lot of people who don't want no smoke with him rap wise, uh, but yeah I met this cat in a rap rap cipher shout out to Jose Castillo of uh, John Doe uh, John Doe Society uh, and brought me to this uh, this event that happened it was like our show we went to the after party joint and so we we that saucy we we <laughs> we all have like a little rap cipher and then this dude pop up with the garb on. With the bars though, and you can tell he really enjoying rapping. This is not like something he's just playing games with. Like you can tell he really loved the craft. So I'm like, oh snap, who's this dude? And he like, <laughs> he's just a, he's an interesting dude, especially in person. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I, that's when I see the music video later on. That's when I'm like, oh snap, he's just not some random dude with bars. Like, he's really about this rap life, you know. And the video was crazy. So I'm like, oh crap. Then I'm really finding out how much how many moves he's making. See him on a team backpack, all that stuff. I'm like, oh crap, this shit is crazy. Uh, and then um. And then shout out to my man Paco, the G Train Bandit. He put together a takeover event at the pianos, main stage, all of that. Everybody come through. It was crazy. We got the main joint. M- mad people came through. But it was more than we expected. And we're like, who the hell are they going? And apparently, this dude, uh, this dude Simba lives long. I don't know if you're supposed to say the whole thing, whatever. But he came through like a thousand people, right? Um, he came through a thousand people, performed. I think Brittany Campbell performed also. And I think. <laughs> You know, yours truly performed as well. Paco performed, it was lit. But, yo, he came through like a thousand people, killed it. And then afterwards, he was like, yo, if y'all want to see me literally do a fire trick, come out front. And he left for like 1,500 people. So, <laughs> so we were like excited to get through all the people. And then we was also like a little bit butthurt that he just bounced with like half the attendance. But then we was also impressed, like, yo, I ain't gonna lie, he turned up. That's how you do it. Like, I, if you a rapper, shit. You can't even get butthurt if, like, bro, unless you can pop up and do the ad a show, you ain't even got a right to be butthurt. You guys just take that L, fam. Uh, and shout out to Chris Carter. That was the night that he finally bust his ass performing. He fell dead off the speaker, yo. Shout out to Chris Carter. He always, like, he bought to bust his ass. He always climbing on top of something. But, yeah, I'm, I digress. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to get back to the interview. Enjoy Amber Peters of Miss P. Enjoy and as far as that Simba Lives Long track, you can find that on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music. You can find it all over the internet, YouTube, all that. Links is gonna be in the description. All right, now back to the interview. I turned everything into products. Let's go like, to some know? of those products. What's some of those products? So, um, hopefully, uh, it'll be released this year. But it's called Operation College, and I wanted to make like like I said, make it education fun, right? So, um, the college process for a lot of kids are is really hard. Um, because they start too damn late. What, what what does? Like, okay, when you're starting to prepare for college, right? Ninth grade is the perfect time, but you can start even before that. Just planting right. that seed. Right. Sixth to eighth grade, planting that seed. Right. I also found a gentleman that runs the SAT program, Damian Parker, and he was telling me that a lot of his clients, like his more affluent clients, they start preparing from sixth grade, and then in eighth grade, they take the PSAT. Mm-hmm. I have never seen, I've mm-hmm. worked in a couple middle schools, I've never seen any of my, my eighth graders taking a PSAT or coached to take it or, you know, 
anything, anything around college or anything like that. They yeah. may have like the the name of a college printed on the door. Yeah, or that was like a very scarce conversation even for me as a student. Yeah, so very scarce if that if it happened at all. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember because that whole period is like a blur. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm saying. But if you plant that seed early, it's not a blur. Yeah. I was fortunate enough. I was in Girl Scouts. I took uh, college classes, college level classes during my eighth grade year at Barnard College. It was wonderful. I was in the wildlife program. That's also something where you got you get to figure out different things. You yeah. learn. You get a bunch of different people in your ear about different jobs that you can do. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of exploration for me. But then. You know, that's pretty much where it fell off, right? Because my outside right. life is popping. Right, right, My right. in-school life, y'all not telling me anything that I need to Word. know. <laughs> so it's just like... Like, if it wasn't... And we ever think about what, what what life would be like if it wasn't for those blessings? I don't know. Like outside of school? Because you wasn't I getting it from know. school? Yeah, I don't know. Jeez. I don't know. That's what made me so passionate about, like, you know, what I do, too. Because I'm like, bro, I dodged the bullet in a lot of ways. hmm You know? Especially when you look at the people you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Who weren't so lucky. Yep. Yep. I mean, my, my area wasn't terrible. Well, I need more from the Malcolm X over there. <laughs> no, but like, in my area, it's not, it, it's not bad. I still live there. I've been there since I was eight years That's old. Dope. Probably not going to move no time soon. But um, in my area, they have lots of great programs for, mm. for young people. They really do. So I was always around things to do. My grandmother, on the other hand, she had a problem with me being in the street. So, you know, a lot of my stuff was kind of curated. So, everything that I went to, everything I experienced was through my church. So, my church had, like, a basketball team. I was a cheerleader for the basketball team. I went to, like, the Colgate games all the time. We went to the circus. We had a buddy in church. So, like, you had an older person that was, like, looking out for you. You know, like, so I was always good in that regard. But, you know, I had a lot of friends that didn't have that, you know? And it, it sucked because it's like, where where is the stuff for us? To do? Mm. What about us? What what about us? Like it's it's important you cultivate your, your next generation by doing things with them. It's okay right. to have a conversation with them, right. you know, instead of talking about them and how bad they are and right. why they can't shut up and why they can't sing them behind they but below they behind and Word. all this other stuff and how dumb they are how dumb their parents are like right. have a conversation saying, with them saying all the reasons why y'all not one yep and it's like <laughs> go, go talk to them ask them questions right Maybe and, and then be like they don't have respect for elders I'm like well, well listen, uh, who look set the you, standard who set the context for that what you did like, <laughs> like word. that's why they look at us like this cause they, I'm considered old I'm like who uh uh I they be like, Miss, you mad? Oh, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm sitting here doing the math in my head. Like, I'm like, 13 years older than you. Like, how am I? Uh, now, imagine old. somebody telling you that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, mad old? Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, a lot of that is relative. But, you know, it's funny because kids don't have a filter yet. And, like, mm-hmm. how to put things. Nope. And they, they only have a frame for the age group they in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is hilarious. And it could be, it could jack your whole day up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm good. They can say stuff to you that they can do the long blank. Nah, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to cry. I grew up, I got teased <laughs> a lot. My auntie, I love her. But my my auntie taught me how to handle myself. Mm. You know, because she came for us, our lives daily. Right. So, like, she's, <laughs> she's the queen of roasting. Treat her up. 
So Queen Rose. I be telling my kids, I'm like, I ain't the one. Right. No one do it with me. You can do it with her. You ain't gonna do it with me. They be like, Miss, nah, you ain't right for that. Like, no, you came for me first. <laughs> like, what you want me to do? I gotta defend myself. It's like, a cold world out there. It Nobody's is. safer. It don't matter if you're three feet or eight one. Thank you. Okay? Let it be those. I come for your life. You ain't gonna come for me and I ain't gonna come back. You gotta be ready out there. But I, you know, like, it's all it's all in love. Like, right, I, you yeah, know, I, I would never. The one thing I am big on is, like, motivation and right. self-esteem. Right. Because I know, you know, uh, growing up, I would have liked more of somebody pouring into me and telling me how wonderful, how beautiful, how smart I am, right? Like, so I'm very conscious about that. But, come for me. I'm coming for you. There's no, you ain't say. Oh, before a quick gear switch, you, uh, so, yeah, app. You recently came out with the app. Yes, I came out with an app. I made it myself. I'm very proud of yes. myself and whatnot. No, um, I have been wanting to do an app just because we're in the technology age. Yeah. We are. And you know how annoying it is when you teach high school students and they're always looking at their crotch because they're trying to play on their phone the whole time? Yeah, it gets kind of annoying. So <laughs> I was like, how can I make sure that whenever they're looking at their crotch, right. they actually have something that they can look at that is positive, That's that dope. is giving them information. That um, they can access even when they're out of school. Yeah, so this is my starter app. The app I really want to create, I was working with a team of ladies on. Um, I still want to do it. It will be more like a portfolio kind of system. Like, I want to, I want something where, like, kids can really um, organize themselves and keep their information because mm. I'm sick of them already. Like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm about to, like... I keep telling my kids, I'm like, I'm going to hang you outside by your toenails. I'm not really going to do it. Toenails. But that is my threat to them. That's I'm going to so hang you. Tact. Exactly. <laughs> hang you out the window by your toenails. Because it's just like, you can tell them something right now. <laughs> Write it down. Right. I give you post-its. I give you the whole nine yards. Because I know them. I know that the attention span ain't that great. And I know they going to forget two minutes right. later. Right. right. So I, I set it up. I done made folders, everything. Like, this this last year of my professional, regular working life, I was like, we are not doing this this year. So here's a folder. We gonna put everything in it. And it actually, like, the folder system actually really worked because they knew where all their stuff was. Right. And they could come to me for anything. They like, miss, um, can I get a copy of my resume? Miss, can I... Mm. I had everything in there. Yeah, I ain't see. I ain't. I don't even know what that would have even felt like. <laughs> see what I'm saying? And they was like, they always knew where their stuff was, right? Mm. So I was like, you know, one day, one day, we'll get there. But I ain't gonna give, give away too much because I want nobody still my idea. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but the app that I have now is, um, it's more of an information hub. Mm. So instead of you using Google and getting confused by the hundred thousand things that are gonna pop up on Google. I curated information for you, right? So there's no reason for you to tell me I don't know where to get it. I don't know where to look. Right. I don't have access to because I gave you access. The access has been granted. You're welcome. Word. <laughs> so, <laughs> Word. You said that in perfect big sister lingo. <laughs> you're welcome. So it's, you know, like, um, so there's 
six features. I'm working on some other stuff. I'm try still trying to think because this is my first time doing anything. I'm not a techie by any means, any stretch of the imagination. But I'm also thinking about ways to kind of make it more interactive because I like to talk to people. Right. So um, there's a future talk forum. It's connected to my website. Um, I, they do have like the the app service that I was using. They do have a way to have it on the app, but I wanted to be able to uh, get the site traffic one, and also um, the features are a little bit different on the website than it is on um, this mobile app. So. Um, you know, if a user doesn't like something somebody said or anything like that, they can kind of block them and stuff That's like dope. that. And the app didn't really have that feature, and I'm like, yeah, we're good. No. Right. So I want, you know, obviously I want my users to be really safe, but right. I also want to have conversations. So there's different discussion boards, and you can just jump into whatever discussion fits you. Mm -hmm. So I have one for professionals. I have one for parents. I have one for uh, recent grads, so that they, you know, they can say how, what their experience is like and things like that. I have one for students that are in school right now. Like, what are you going, I'm taking the SAT. Oh, you're taking the SAT? When you're taking the SAT? What, what date? You know, like, they can have conversations amongst themselves. Mm. Then there is the planning resources. Oh. Like. <laughs> I need that now. <laughs> oh, it's here. 29 year old. It's here. It's here. Listen. Don't see it, create it. That's my motto nowadays. I, I Don't see that. it, create it. I hear that. But the planning resources, it's, like I said, a curated list of all the other links I'm using with my kids. Um, I'm going to add to it just because I didn't get to everything, but I wanted everybody to have a starting point. Right, So you right. can see where the FAFSA application is because, and one more person telling me somebody asked them for some money, and I'm like, first of all, FAFSA means free application for federal student aid. Like, nobody should be asking for no money. So, if they ask you for money, you are in the wrong place. <laughs> Facts. And they be quick to put actually, that credit card is, in. If it's Trump University right? or uh, Interboro. I'm like, y'all gonna put oh, Interboro. <laughs> Wild sketch. Y'all remember one time, like, because I was like, young, I dropped out early, so I was trying to. I took a GED and I'm trying to get into college real quick. Uh -huh. Whatever way I knew. So I went to BMCC and I tried to do Edinburgh. Tell me oh, how Lord. I'm in the office and I'm just going through the, the motions of trying to get in. While I'm in the admissions office, there's somebody barking on the uh, on the staff talking about, yo, I graduated two years ago. I still ain't got my document. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> Sounds very seedy to me. No, now they no longer exist. Okay. They just disappear off the face of the earth. Nobody know what happened to them. <laughs> mm hmm This is this is the reason why my act exists. Because we're gonna fact. we're gonna get into that conversation Word. later on in the year. What is the difference time. between you gotta take time out of work to make run these errands and then find out it's not And it ain't real. You didn't have a reference to be like, yo, you know if this is valid or not? It's cause nobody knows. And nobody <laughs> knows. And no see nowadays you go Oh, you don't know who would know. You go on Google. You get a whole bunch of articles. Oh, yeah, you know, now it's Google. Stuff. I love Google. Yeah, when, when I was in school, though, that was like, nah, I didn't even have a computer. You oh, know what I'm saying? That was like when Google was yeah, like still well, new. It, you still go to ask Jeeves for things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the, I, I think back then yeah, there wasn't a real conversation about like what's what's a good school versus a not so good right. school. Because you gotta, you gotta understand that that is a question to even ask. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's absolutely true. Because I almost got caught up by Catherine Gibbs. Remember them? 
Catherine Gibbs was like a like a it's the same kind of like Interboro. Right, uh, nah, I, I almost got caught up with them. And like, there's a lot of schools like that. Like right now, ASA College got a lockdown. I got to yeah. beef with them. Yeah, I got to beef with them because mm. they got they had like in these schools they be having like recruiters in different parts of the world. Going hard. Like I, I had I had a kid from Africa. They went to get tea from Africa. You hear? Word. They recruited him in Africa. Bruh. You <laughs> must have no market if you in other continents. Because at the end of the day, if I get you from another continent and I'm going to somewhere where, you know, education is important, I know you want to get out of here, it's easy for me yep. to get you. Right. And it happens and You so don't know often. the terrain. You don't know how to grade. You don't know how to do the checks and balances of that thing. It's and you continent. don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole other continent. I don't know what goes on there. I just hear college, America. Right. You going to pay for my visa. I'm out. Right. Bye. Like, what, what are you for? When the next plane come? And they get screwed all the time. I had like for three real? students last year from um, different parts of Africa. It was like three different parts of Africa. One girl from Jamaica. All the same school. They gave them the visa. Actually, what you call it? So I'm writing a book also. You are? It's called The Voices. So it's about my students' experiences, but I'm telling their stories. And then what's going to happen, the next book will be actual students telling their stories. So I just wanted to give a setup of that. Oh but I had one student that was, actually, it's it's a combination, because it's like fiction. I'm going to get a reserved copy. Hold yeah, it's, it's, it's fiction based on real stuff, mm. right? So this one, three kids becomes one kid. And mm. like the experience is the same. Right. doesn't matter if you're in Jamaica, it doesn't right. matter if you're in Africa. The experience was the same. They went over to Africa. They recruited them. They came here, and then they find out they owe money, and you know, um, student visas don't allow you to work. You are a wow. student. You cannot work here, and they don't tell them that. They're not explicit with that. So now, when I come from another country, what do I need to do? I need to work, right? I might be staying with a hundred family members, and I gotta keep my, you know. <laughs> Keep right. myself intact right. so they don't have to worry about me. And then now here I go being a burden because I can't get no job. Ooh. Unless you find a job off the books. And technically, those don't exist. Facts. So. And that's all of who you know. Yeah. So all this stuff that I'm doing is like super important. So oh my goodness. Like the app is going to talk about all that. The app is going to talk about the difference between proprietary, which is the... BS College. Right. I call them Take Your Money University. Facts. <laughs> That's the umbrella that they under. You get a you get a degree and you get jerked. Yep. Cause you can't find no job nowhere. Cause who wanna hire you from Do It Yourself College? Nobody. I don't want you. The whole syllabus you got to go to <laughs> right. Google anyway. <laughs> like what's go to this website and download. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a habit. Right. So it's just like, you know, like just letting people know, like CUNY is a great system. I'm into CUNY. I'm, yep. a, CUNY, I'm a CUNY grad. Right. I, I will pump them proudly. However, you know, I had a bad experience in the beginning, but they're getting better. You mm -hmm. know, I think as they're analyzing more and more data of the young people that are going to these schools, yeah. it's like, okay, we have to revisit something. Yeah, I heard they're in the upcoming. Oh, heard, they I heard definitely. The, the past sketchy. Yeah, mug. it was <laughs> mug. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's a story. There's a story about that in in, in uh, I think one of my blogs, if I'm not mistaken, one of my blog um posts, I believe, 
I got your blog on the, the episode is getting complete. Yeah, because it's just, I, I, I think I talked about it on, on my blog. If yeah. not, I think I had the story. And it was just like, I just waited on the line for hours. I remember I just waited on the line for hours. And then, you know, I'm supposed to meet with the advisor. He talked to me for like two minutes. And he was like, I, like, you know, I was like, that's it? Wow. And after that, it was just like, I was supposed to navigate myself. And I was just like, I've never been to school before. Right. It's, it's, you don't do? be understanding that too, especially when you're talking about people from my backgrounds. Like, yeah. bro, these kids be letting us down hard, super hard, mad hard. It's like, and then we kind of guiding ourselves in a way. Mm-hmm. So I was my own advisor, right? I, listen, I had my, I was a college advisor before I was a college advisor. That's a fact. Yo, there's something I want to do too. <laughs> like, uh, there's another reason why I kind of wanted to stay in the loop with you. I think we first met it was a couple of years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. and uh, at least a year minimum, mm-hmm. but. One thing I always wanted to do is I want to have, because I do panels, mm-hmm. where we kind of mix deep stuff with like mm-hmm. entertainment, art, and fun stuff. You know, like medicine and the dog food kind of thing. Right. So I understand how pertinent this kind of conversation is where either A, fellow uh, black professionals in this kind of industry can either A, have like, a, a, you know, a solidarity circle, if you will. Mm-hmm. And B, if there's some kind of thing where or common folk who otherwise wouldn't come across to get have an excuse to share the same space right. while the conversation is happening. Because a lot of people don't know what questions to even ask. Right. A lot of them, since there's such a generation of jadedness mm-hmm. of the whole system, they they don't even expect it to even work out. Right. So they don't even check for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just super sad. I would love to see if we can figure something like that out, and we can kind of figure out a way to also mix in. The, the app and the, the blog program and presentations and, and the means of that so it's kind of like this is constructive for everyone right I'm down for that because like I, I think just as a people we don't have the information we need to like move forward yeah you know and it, it, it's not that it's hidden from us it's what we have access to it's you know um, our environment it's who's passing down what you know like all those things are a part of the the, the equation and right. we, we don't even realize we just think it's like oh because they didn't teach us to us in school but my family didn't know anything about the college process mm-hmm. like so it was like you know my mom helped as best she could she did whatever she could and like now I'm realizing I was like wow I could have been an independent student I no had, for real I, it was so many different things because my grandmother um, raised me for the most part um, my mom was very involved. There was some things that happened, you know, surrounding me being born and things like that. And, you know, my grandmother kind of took over to make sure my, my mom was able to finish her education and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a family effort. My family raised, like, when I say my family raised me, my mm-hmm. family raised me. That's dope. But a lot of them didn't really have knowledge of, you know, they're from another country and then, you know, a lot of people didn't have maybe like two or three family members at that time that, you know, had actively went to college and right. did things. And some people finished college in a different country, but then you come here and it's a whole different. Right. Well, what's that? It's a whole different round. That's what we don't. What you talking about? I don't know what that is. Or like they have like diplomas and stuff and they don't, they're not recognized. So you have right. to kind of the process over Oh my goodness, yo! Uh, so yeah, it, it was just a, it was an interesting experience. So th- there wasn't too much that they could pass down to me, you right. know. So I want to kind of break that, like these generational, you know, I don't know that everybody's calls them curses, 
I kind of want to break those, like, and right. have these conversations and get it out in the open. And you know, I do want to like have more in-depth conversation with students, like, mm. just to get their their side of things because nobody listens to them. For real though, nobody ever listens to them, and it's sad because they be they really be they be knowing stuff. They do, but you have to give them the space to explore, you know, and they're not doing that a lot. Of all the places are not yeah. or they're afraid what will happen if they do. Mm. That's fever. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. And you know, before going to the next and final topic, I want to say, hey, I can't wait to. I can't wait till you eventually start your podcast. And you throwing it out there. I just wait. Hold on. I just fell into that trap just now. But okay. Yep. <laughs> You're gonna be, right. Exactly. I'm not even gonna be. You know, indirect about it. Wait, 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 huh? Yep, your podcast. (laughs) I'm gonna subscribe to it. So put that out there. You know, try out Google Play. See how you feel about it, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, So on to the next point. So you you were in the dance. I loved dance. That was gonna be my job, and then I realized they were paying money, and then I was like, I'm good. I want to be a psychologist. (laughs) <laughs> I need some bread Get this Like you know My family They weren't wealthy people You know right. Like we didn't We didn't have much I wouldn't know Cause I just, Please I was like Oh I want this Vincent leather nope. You know I was looking at Oh they got Jordans I want Jordans Nope You know Oh this Harley Davidson jacket I ain't got no motorcycle But nope. I'm looking at Where these little motorcycle jackets from Like Like right now I, I see the Like what was I thinking Yo right? the hood was the king At that King right. the king of that Of just like Making it in the fashion statements That we had No context for Remember the race car jacket Yeah What do I need jump a on race? the train well, Right <laughs> Exactly So <laughs> It's crazy But you know Like I, I You know I, I, I But I also saw that you know there was some struggle you know like i mean we weren't dirt poor or anything like it was good like but you know like i i I think i took it as oh because i can't get jordans you gotta be poor right all the kids in school they got new jordans every week yo (laughs) they would make you feel like you right right i was like i got my mom bought me sneakers in the beginning of the year and she might buy me another pair in the middle of the year. Right. I Maybe guess be poor. If you on your best behavior. Right. If she's like particularly impressed with your behavior. Oh, we not even talk about that. My mom, my mom did some funny stuff, and I'm telling on you, mom. <laughs> she did some funny stuff to me in middle school. She, what you call it, bought me this whole outfit, and then we had that parent-teacher conference, Ooh. and it didn't go in <laughs> my favor. She took all my stuff and locked it up in the closet. By the time I got to wear it, them shoes was nice and out of style. <laughs> and I was like, wow. But I learned my lesson, though, because I ain't never do it again after that. I was like, nope. We can't be playing these games no more. Hey, hey. So, you grew up in Harlem, right? I grew up in the Bronx. The Bronx. Don't get it twisted. Hey, listen. The you Bronx. Know, everyone don't have the luxury of Sorry. growing up around such greatness. Sorry, no, sorry, sorry. I know, I know how y'all Harlem people really feel about me, so don't be trying to get cute. Yeah. <laughs> now we fuck with the Bronx. It's just, it's just fun to poke at the Bronx. Yeah, the y'all, Bronx y'all be, y'all be, y'all be, y'all be coming for us too much. <laughs> I'm like, y'all got, y'all have white people live right up the block, and then y'all go down the block, and it's crackhead central. I'm gonna need y'all to be quiet. That's a fact. I don't wanna hear nothing else no more. Right from the okay? Starbucks. Right. <laughs> it started. 
it started in a skate key too. Oh, wait. Oh my gosh. I miss it. Why we don't got that no more? We all gotta come together. We need real we need as stuff. Investors. See, but the only thing is is like And bring it back. Because we, we want bring, it back. But we could bring it back, but we also this is this is my issue. Cause I this is my issue. With some of our people. You have to have values, right? You have to value what you have. Mm. Because at the end of the day, they moving us out, they putting all their new stuff in, yeah. right? They telling us Timberlands are discovered. Right. We get our stuff, we damaging it, we messing it up, we peeing in the corner, mm-hmm. throwing garbage all over the street and all that other stuff. Like especially like skate key. What, what happened? I don't even know why they closed down, but I know there was lots of rob robberies and shootouts. We gotta take care of each other and we gotta take care of the stuff that we get. Like that's something I used to love skate key, okay? That yo skate key was the bomb, yo. Okay, and then we don't have that anymore. When's the, I don't know the last time I've been skating. That was like a pastime for me, yo. <laughs> I still have roller skates. I can't win roller skating at. I want to go all the way to Brooklyn Bridge Park. I live in Bronx. That's I, true. I can try to go all the way over there. Dang. But, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Like, you got to take care of what you get. Like, you know, we expect and we want. And I, I, I want to invest in my community. I want to make things better, but I want you to also value it and care for it and respect it so that we can continue to build stuff. You know, like we got to be real talk because yeah. I, I get annoyed. Like my, my building, my building was great. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. They just be letting anybody in now. Yeah. Like I walked out one time and somebody had like, we, we have um, a laundry room. The laundry room was shut down or whatever. That, the hallway is not a place to put your garbage. Yeah. Something as simple as that. Why does somebody got to tell you to put your garbage outside or down the chute? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. Like why would you leave it there? You know. Um, I've noticed sometimes, at least in the beginning of the gentrification thing, I noticed that when I'm in the cleaner neighborhoods, mm-hmm. I noticed that I was looking for garbage cans. Right. When I'm like in the hood. Right, it's like whatever. And it's like if you, it's kind of like it makes you think of the school system. How it's like you can mm-hmm. love academics, you can love learning, but then you realize that the school don't love you back, mm-hmm. and you're like, what's the point? Right. So I think we got to figure out a way to reframe a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. and how to navigate that. And it starts with like difficult conversations, and it, it starts with the work of people like yourself, like what you're doing with the the yes. app, like you're like you're about to do with the book. Yep. You're gonna be you're gonna be starting and continuing a lot of important conversations with that book. So I'm excited. About I'm that. excited about it too. You know what else you're gonna do that with? Ooh. Your podcast. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Listen. Okay. All right. Okay. I got it. Got it. I got it. It's it's in. All right. Locked. My mini. You know. Okay. So you know, entrepreneur life is you. You never are ever done. I feel you. The list is always. You're never off either. Ever. So it's just like they thanks. For adding my pleasure. another job. <laughs> my pleasure. Let's let's see what happens this fall. Word. Let's see if we can make it happen. Yeah, if I, you I, ever want to chat with what it's like to do even what I do with it, of course. It's easier than a lot of people expect. Uh, that's what people say. But you also have to listen to it as well to get the art down. Exactly. What you what what you wanna try to what you what what you wanna learn from, what you wanna do differently. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be more comfortable, make it seem more attainable. Oh yeah. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna take that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that because you know what? 
Y'all be knowing. Y'all mm-hmm. be knowing sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to put it in my mental Rolodex mm-hmm. and I'm going to make it happen because I'm, I'm the queen to make it happen. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me. Absolutely. So life. Not me. Uh, so, yes. Quentin Council, AKA QC. Holla at your boy. All right, all right. You know what I'm saying? That was Amber Peters of Miss P. You know, uh, I actually caught this interview of her like a while back. You know what I mean? When it was still warm right now, it was like, you know what I'm saying? It's just starting to not be deathly cold or whatnot. Um, so, you know what I mean? So I kind of felt bad. It took so long to get it up there. But uh, shout out to the homie helping me out with the, uh, the, the editing of the episodes or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man Spencer Kulo. I hope I pronounce your name right. No, he's not Spanish and it's not spelled with a C. Um, but yeah, man. Um, yo, that was like that interview right there for me, son. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. Mad impactful. There's so many ways you can pick that apart and so many ways you can apply that kind of insight. So definitely reach out to me if you wanna get in touch with Amber or if you wanna talk more about some of these these uh Topics, but also more importantly, talk about you know what I'm saying like don't talk about it like have these conversations with other people and don't you know and also do something about it you know what I mean we, we're here to like try to inspire action this is not just for you to just say hey, listen to us talking and see you know hear about us doing shit nah nah just you know what I mean we all accountable for what's going on out here we all can make an impact a lot of people really so that's the main point to this why this podcast exists is to let you know like. You know, it's really about you'll be you'll surprise yourself with how much you would get done and how like it's not, you know, it, it's not just for everybody else to do. I mean, sometimes it is. <clears throat> That's just about just picking your lane and finding what your passion, what you actually interested in. But the rest is like, yo, shoot your shot if you want. But anyway, so that Amber Peters hit me up. I got the link to you know her website. You know, shout out to her writing that book. And if you see that person, if you talk to her or whatever, tell her, hurry up and start that podcast and stop playing. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to the BX. Shout out to Harlem. Shout out to my man, Krim Della. That's how I met Amber in the first place. Uh, Krim Della killing that here on the rap circuit also. Shout out to 9-5 Last for the theme music. Because every superhero needs a theme music. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Hit up 9-5 Labs too for the musical. You know what I mean? The, the musical uh, serenades and all of that. This is your boy QC of Art vs. Life, and we out.